What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Hey, hey, how you doing? Zachariah, welcome. Welcome to me, welcome to you. Welcome, everybody listening. Welcome to Bears, Bitcoins, Battlestar Galactica. We are literally so excited to get started today. We're ecstatic. This is phenomenal. We, yeah. Amazing. I can't even We're going to talk about probably the most sexy topic ever. I mean, every topic is when Drake talks about it. But we're going to talk about retirement planning. That's right, baby. Oh my gosh, it's so, so hot. I'm going with a financial advisor and I was like, look, dude, I only have 100K. I want to spend 100K a year and I want to retire next Tuesday. Now's your chance to be a legend. Do you know what he said? <laughs> we didn't even complete the conversation. You anyway, know what? Drake. If I was that financial advisor, I would have 10 extra life. Just like that. Done. I said, look, here's what we mm. got. We're doing Tesla, triple leverage ETF on Tesla, options on margin with credit card debt. Look, that's the comprehensive financial plan. That's what we want to talk to you today about. YOLO everything because the chance of that paying off is extremely high, right? That's right, Mandy. So today we're going to talk to all of y'all out there who are super levered up, really taking a big risk by investing in your high yield savings account, earning three and a half percent. And risk. we're going to talk to all of y'all that are, you know, really conservative, evidence-based, peer-reviewed investors who are using credit card debt to buy options on Tesla and using security-backed loans on those options to go into Bitcoin. So... Drink. Tell us, how should the 25-year-old approach investing, approach retirement planning? You know, like the one that's out there, they're making a high, fairly high salary, over six figures. What do they do? What are, what are they going to do? Aside from obviously, you know, the no-brainers, which are Bitcoin and credit card debt. At the end of the day, for most people, index. You just index, but what do you go? What are we talking about here? Well, you want to be a grandma and you want to live with your kids, then, you know, I just think it's kind of great. I don't know, man. I think I'm trying to be a grandpa. But beside the point, uh, what I think that in this scenario, this person wants to do, you know, 25, making over six figures. Mm. They spend a lot of money, but not everything. And they're like, shoot, that. dude, my savings account only pays me three and a half percent a year. So what does this person do? Like, what are their options? Like, what's, what's wrong with that, that situation? If you are 25, and you're sitting around joking and playing around with a high yield savings account. If you have short-term expenses you need to meet or you're saving for a house, great. That's wonderful, okay? But if you're saving for retirement, you're saving to buy your first house, which is 10 years plus. Like, if you're doing these things, then what are you doing joking around with a high yield savings account? You could be investing okay. your money in the stock market, particularly ETFs on the S&P 500. That's, that's pretty much all you need to do. Look, Zachariah, if you disagree, like there's a 60-40 portfolio, that's cool and all. Personally, put it in equities. You got a long time for us mm -hmm. if you need. Save up short-term expenses, all that jazz. Cause that, like, I'm real though. 60-40 so, portfolio, why even mess around with bonds? Well, yeah, bonds are stupid. But anyway, um, what I'm hearing is that the way that someone invests it really determines on how they should use that money, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe they'll even have different portfolios like one person could have three different portfolios for different purposes, yeah? Like retirement, their car in the next couple of years and their house in the next 10 years? Precisely, yeah. If you have Got different you. goals, stagger your investments to meet those goals. Look, short-term goals, high-yield savings account, mid-term goals, put it in bonds, that's fine, okay? But you got long-term goals, I wanna see those in equity, for sure. Mm, if you're come 25, on. That's I wanna good. see them in equity. Come on, God is good, God is faithful, put it in equity, you know what I'm saying? I do know what you're Compound saying. I've known what you're stepping in. Compound now, that, that said, let's flip the tables. So, <laughs> I'm smelling what you're stepping in. It's good. You know, it's just business, okay? Uh, now, that said, 
So we've established that if you're 25 and you have bonds or something like that, or you are in a high yield savings account earning 3%, that's not a good option. Why is that not a good option? You're making 3% when you could be making 10% a year, not guaranteed, right? Savings accounts are guaranteed. Like they're safe. I think they're guaranteed. Savings accounts are guaranteed. Yeah, they have the FDIC uh, guarantee. But they're guaranteed Um, because... 3% 3% a year, stock market, you typically, yes, the stock market but, typically made 10% a year, and you compound that yeah. over 20, 30, 40 years, there's a big difference in how much money you're going to have. Well, but Drake, the, I think the thing that I'm trying to get at is that the risk of inaction or not investing aggressively enough is just as bad as the risk of aggra- investing too aggressively. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Because if you invest too yeah. conservatively, you won't meet your goal. Let's say like I'm a 25-year-old, and I'm making six figures, I'm saving. But dude, like, I'm scared of the stock market. My parents lost a bunch of money in the 99 and the 08 crashes. So what do I do? Because look, I'm okay with maybe, you know, making less money and retiring with less, but still retiring comfortably. Can I just have a savings account and feel safe and sleep at night? Well, that's a great question, Zach, right? And as I always like to say, the stock market is like women. At first, they're kind of scary. And then they're still scary specifically when you talk to them. Yeah, that's what I've seen in every experience, specifically like the one time that I talked to one. Yeah. Oh, you actually talked to one? How'd it go? Uh, well, this went on, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are, it's scary. It's always gonna be scary. Uh, I mean, even me, I've done it a lot and it's still scary for me sometimes. But if you're, if you're uh, not saving, I mean, the outcome is that if you're not investing in the stock market, there's a good chance you won't be able to meet your goals. Because if you just save and you don't invest that, you're not going to be keeping up with inflation. You're not going to be keeping up with the rise in expenses. And you're just not going to hit your goals for what you want your life to look like once you retire, even in the next 10, 20 years before you retire. So taking inaction, truly, taking inaction is just as bad as taking the wrong action. So like you're saying that my outcome, if I'm the super conservative 20s investor who's scared of the stock market, is probably closer to the outcome of the super aggressive investor. Because the super aggressive investor is gonna, you know, make a bunch of money, go to the moon, and then probably fall back down and drill down to the Earth's core, and then probably stay there with maybe some returns to the crust, but they're probably gonna stay there. Whereas the super conservative investor is going to invest their funds, have a whole bunch of cash that goes extremely slowly and pretty rapidly be outpaced by the middle of the road person. The person who's investing, who's taking wise amounts of risk and who is preparing for their future in a way where they're not shooting for the moon, but they're also not taking too little risk to, to make the money they need for their retirement. Yeah, so like, how, how can I, a 25 year old who has no idea about investing get started? Because I don't know if I'm ready to work with a financial advisor yet, I, I probably should just work on mastering my cash flow and starting to invest. So what do I do? What are the options? I mean, there are two very per- pervasive things going on in the market. There's fear and there's greed. Both of those unchecked are bad. And I think that, right, you've seen it very well when Bitcoin went up, when Ethereum went up, things went like absolutely bonkers. People made millions of dollars. And what happened afterwards? Most of them have lost it when things came down, when AMC came down, and by day trading, by doing these super risky things, I mean, it kind of hit a dumpster fire. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. You saw that firsthand. You experienced that firsthand. So, I mean, what are your thoughts? Like, what did you see people do once they made an aggressive amount of money? Great question. And what I saw in my personal experience 
in 2017, I started investing in crypto. I started investing in crypto when Ether was under $10 and when Bitcoin was under $800. And by the end of that year, Bitcoin was almost $20,000 and Ether was almost $1,500. My portfolio personally, more than 15X. And I was a broke college freshman making seven fifty an hour, investing my little life savings into Ether. And by the end of the year, I was worth several hundred thousand dollars and had no idea what to do with it. I bet you maybe wish you would have put a ring on that finger back then. <laughs> if hey. you know, you know. Uh, but so what happened in that scenario is that I and many other investors became driven by pride and by greed. People made a bit of money, you know, a lot that was relative to whatever life situation they were in. And then they thought, I just made a bunch of money. I'm good at this whole thing. I'm going to keep on doing this. Why would I work a day shop? I don't know how y'all do that nine to five stuff. And then they lose it all because you're not actually good at timing the work. You can't actually figure out what's going to happen in the short term. And so just like the person who had their money sitting in their savings account and between 2017 to 2023, it's run from $10,000 to $10,050. The same person who YOLO'd on Bitcoin and then tried to day trade drew their $10,000 to a nice $8,000 in that same time frame. So rags to riches to rags. Now, Yikes. what is the right decision though? What's the middle ground? Usually in life, things are black and white. It's not one of the spectrum or the other. It's somewhere in the middle. For the people that are listening, what are the actual steps they should take so they don't do either one of those things? I agree. And as my boy, King Solomon, back in the, back in the day, BC said, and this man, by the way, straight up wisdom, you know what I'm saying? This man, to paraphrase, said, wealth gained quickly will vanish very quickly and we see that with uh, you know all these different jackpots but he says wealth gained steadily will last and that wealth will build and i love that that truly is the idea of compound interest so if you invest and you generate stable returns even if the market's like or you invest for the long term 20 30 40 years that money's going to compound money for the long term and you keep doing that compounding stonks baby and that's stonk science for you because that's how it works mm -hmm. and that's what's up at the end of the day Zachary, you see this you know what i'm talking about when i want to invest i want to invest like oh yolo one tesla oh yolo one this 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 and this you hear all these things like bitcoin's got to go to twenty thousand thirty thousand forty thousand but what's best for you you're out here playing exactly. because you're trying to invest by what your bro your finance brother tells you invest for what's best for you what are your goals what you want to do Go off that because exactly. that's what matters they're your goals match your investments they're your investments they should be yours have ownership over them let's say you're putting together a puzzle you and your buddy they're both 500 piece puzzles y'all are sitting there having a nice cute little bro date on a sunday afternoon and your buddy finds a puzzle piece that fits perfectly in their puzzle now it'd be kind of foolish for that buddy to then take that puzzle piece and say hey you know what you should put this in your puzzle why would that be foolish because the picture on the box is different because the puzzle pieces different. are shaped differently. Much and so shaped. for what's right for your situation mm. is not right for someone else's. Now, for the 25 year old, the higher just starting to invest, just building margin, went from survival now into that investing in the future, that stage switch. They probably should just either literally buy an S&P 500 index fund in their brokerage account that they open and just make regular contributions and invest it. Or they should pay a very small fee to a robo-advisor who's going to build them a mostly equities or companies portfolio with a little bit of bonds or fixed income or debt is what they call it. And 
that robo advisor is going to automatically invest the cash contributions and automatically rebalance it. That's what they should be doing. And in a couple of years, when they no longer have, you know, the time, the talent, the desire to do it themselves, because they no longer need just a basic investment portfolio, they need something more complicated and tax treasure things. That's when they should think about hiring, you know, a professional. But at this early point, you know, they've paid off their high interest debt. They've thought about the priorities. They know they want to start taking steps. That first step is super easy. Just open up a RoboAdvisor account and get started. It's really easy. As a great poet once said, just put one foot in front of the other. And soon you'll mm-hmm. be walking out the door. You know, that's good. Yeah. Just I mean, I think everyone wants to be on the mountaintop, but you have to get there by taking the first step. You have mm-hmm. to have your water bottle. You have to have your beef jerky, of course. Got to get that protein. And you got to actually put them at work. And you got to have them at first. And yeah, of course. Speaking of which, uh, hiking next week. Uh, but anyway, don't answer that. He was he was gonna say, um, he's out of my league. But anyway, what you gotta do is start with the end of mind, but take the steps for today, and then go from there. Your goals are yours. Make them yours. Take ownership of them. Take one step at a time. Don't have to run. Don't have to sprint. You're gonna fall. But as a wise poet once said, I get knocked down, but I get up again. Make them yours. Don't YOLO. Don't just do nothing. Just take the first step. Uh, open up a savings account. Build an emergency fund. Talk to your employer about a 401k match. And uh, invest in the S&P 500 ETF. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about ETFs or anything like that? Let us know. Zach Raya, take us out of here. Let's go, baby. Well, Drake, those are very, very, very wise words from a very wise and hot man. Uh, I want to thank all of y'all for joining us today. This has been a blast. Wonderful time synergizing with y'all. Next week, same time, same place. We'll circle back, follow up, touch base with y'all, and get that next episode. We'll see you in the metaverse next time.